All right, we are live. This is the Golden Broom Show, episode number seven. Lucky number seven. I am the Tiger King, along with my co-host. Propellerhead. <laughs> and we are here to break down the opening weekend of SEC play. We're going to talk about our top 25. We're going to go over our Golden Broom winner, our Dirty Sock winner. We're going to have a new segment tonight called... Random Ruminations. So be we ready for end, that. Yep. We will end the show just a random topic uh, of our own choosing. I have no idea what uh, my Tiger King over there is going to pick. I know what's on my heart for the night. Uh, but that's what we'll do. We're going to start doing that every week. Uh, just something to get off our chest. Absolutely. And we promise we will not keep you this week like we did last week. We kept you for over two hours last week, and we appreciate everybody's participation. That was amazing. It was our most active show. It was very entertaining. We had two awesome guests. We will be joined by another guest tonight, and we're about to have a good time. So that being said, please enjoy our new intro. Don't grab your attention right off the man. That pumped me Get up that right blood there. Blood flowing. Woo! <laughs> man, I love it. Man, we're uh <laughs> ah, Randy, Randy, here we go. <laughs> Randy already talking. <laughs> well, I'm glad that Randy. Randy's watching. I'm so glad he's watching because we gotta talk about them volunteers tonight. Yeah. But before we do that, we've got we're going to uh, keep it in order tonight, and we're not going to just throw off at random topics. So first segment tonight, we're going to talk about our top the top 25. And there was some shuffle in it this week compared to last week. And, I mean, you got a new entrant that nobody saw coming with Kentucky. And then you have a new entrant that no one else really saw coming except for this guy, this guy um, with Missouri. Um you know, I mean, my God, I mean, this is the craziest rankings. If you would have told me preseason that Missouri and Kentucky would be in the top 25 after week one of the SEC play, I would have said you're crazy. And then here we are. <laughs> if anybody would have told me that Alabama would still be in the top 25 after the first week of SEC play, uh, I would have said you're crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's just. You know, I picked I picked Alabama to finish dead last in the West and be one of the two teams not invited to Hoover, but here we are and they're still ranked. Absolutely, and don't get me started on those terrible Razorbacks. Whew. Oh come on! <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing tonight? Good, good, good. I was trying to rush in here as quick as possible. I got my uh, daughter had her first soccer game, and was a mud slop. So oh man, it was awesome pulling her out of the car and getting her situated, but yeah, I'm here, man. Them hogs, they, uh, I didn't, I didn't predict a sweep, but I will take it. Absolutely. Absolutely. They look good. They really did. And now mm -hmm. this weekend we'll find out who really is good, <laughs> man. I know me and you are going to be 
buddies. Uh, I, I was you, actually thinking about turning away and just not looking at the camera for like a minute when you came home. But I was like, nah, I won't do that tonight. <laughs> no, it's not that big a deal. No, no, no. But speaking yeah. of uh, the Razorbacks, um, so let's see, in one, two, three, uh, four of the six major polls, they're actually the number three team in the country, which that's really about mm-hmm. where I would have them at right now, to be perfectly honest. I don't I, I don't understand some of these rankings where they're below that. Like, I never Baseball America has them number six. I know. So, I, I'm, I'm just going to take a step here and say, at this point in the season, I have to say that this is probably the best coaching job that Dave Van Horn's ever done. Oh, and for I say, sure. And I, I say agree. that with full disclosure that I'm not a big Dave Van Horn fan. Yes, he's a great coach. <laughs> yes, he's got a great uh, career. Mm-hmm. But he's always fallen short of what – what this game is about, and that's winning the College World Series. 100%. But for him to have his team playing the way their team playing right now, after losing Jackson Wiggins preseason to uh, an Uncle Tommy visit, uh, having to shut down Brady Tiger yep. for uh, a strain. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it was just a strain and not a tear. Yep. Having to shut him down having to move pitchers around that yep. you thought would be in the pen. They're starting. You got starters that you thought would be starting that are in the pen now. It, what he's doing with that program this year, uh, I find that to be flat out amazing. Yeah, I, I would say that too. I mean, I, I was um, I was looking up stats a while ago. Of course, I can't find them right now, but Hunter Holland um, has been a, a – is that's that's a guy that that people un, understood he could be good but he's early he he is he is he is uh man he's got some nasty stuff um um i mean it it, it is just it's it's insane um what what i've been seeing from these pitchers that um you know should not be doing as well as they're doing and th- and that's that's a, that's a statement. They stepped up big time. You yeah. know, Brady Tiger uh, is rival to be the best closer in the country because that's what we have him as. Um, do I think he's a closer? No. <laughs> uh, but do I think he's the best pitcher on the team to close? Absolutely. Um, it's it's just playing to his strengths. But uh, um, but yeah, no. I was looking at it earlier, and the the pitching staff. Man, Hagen Smith um, having a 1.7, 1.17 ERA. Guy's 3-0. and He's playing lights out. Hunter Holland is 4-0. Uh, Will McIntyre is another one that stepped up big time. And probably the biggest, the biggest surprise to me uh, was Cody Adcock. Watching him come out. Um, and, and play his man, that guy, he has got some stuff. Um, and I I mean, there's so many more on here that haven't even played any, we haven't even seen him pitch yet. Um, but Zach Morris, I think is probably the oldest pitcher we have on staff and he's not even the best pitcher we got. Um, 
you know, he's kind of been a bullpen, middle of the road kind of pitcher, throw him out there if we need to get some lefties out. Um, Cause I, I believe he's a right-hander. Uh, yeah, he is. And uh, it, it's just, it's, it's wild. We lost so many guys last year and for Van Horn to put together a team that's playing the way they're playing right now, that's saying something. And, and I'll, I'll say this, if they just go down and make it a ball game and make it interesting in Baton Rouge, um, I, I'll be happy. They may not win the series. They may not, they may get blown out one game, but if they just make it interesting with as, with as, as beat up as we are, with as young as, as this team is, um, I mean, that's that's the big and, – and it just depends on are we going to be able to hit off, off LSU's pitchers. And, and I think you were picking my brain a little bit while you were talking. I'm sitting here thinking no matter what happens this weekend, if you go down there and get swept, you go down there and sweep them, uh, you lose two to one, you win two to one, whatever mm-hmm. happens, I don't think either team would have anything to hang their head about this weekend. No. No. Mm-hmm. no. And and we all and Cody, you 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 said it before, uh that anytime Arkansas plays LSU, it's it's a battle. Um it doesn't matter if y'all come to Fayetteville or we go down to Baton Rouge, it's it's a it's a knockdown drag out. And I think it is going to be that it is not going to be a cakewalk for LSU. No. And, no, uh, no. I, I, and I don't know. I do not understand some of the people that think it's going to be, cause I've seen it all day long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and there's a, there's a specific guy on our baseball uh, uh, page there that man, boy, he just, he lays it on thick, but um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh is that I mean, is that the old coon? Oh yeah, that, that would be yes. So you notice you notice there's more base there's more Arkansas stuff being posted because I plan on every time he posts something to LSU, I'm gonna throw something out there. Do that's, it. that's what it's all about. Back and forth. That's, that's what he wants. He wants that. Trust yes. me. Yes, <laughs> he does. Um, so a little backstory so, on him. He's been in the group for like on and off for like what eight to ten years. Yeah, the man since, since he we goes toe to toe. With anybody, and I love yeah. it. So, if you remember, Dansby Swanson and Alex Bregman came out the same year. Mm-hmm. That whole year, it was me and him back and forth every single day. It was so fun. Stuff. <laughs> it was it, it, so it was. fun. It gets real fun in there. Yeah. So, but it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I, I think. Uh, I know it's early in the, in the season, but I think that may be one of the best series we see all year. Um, I, I, I agree on that for sure. Because, I mean, it, it's going to be – because, dude, we're hitting the ball. Um, you know, we've got uh, – Peyton Stovall has – I think it's 16 RBIs. So does Brady Slavens. Uh, uh, Jace Borfin is, is, is knocking them through. And then we've got a couple of new guys <laughs> – I haven't been able to keep up to even learn names yet. Um, right. And they and they got some some really solid looking batting average. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll see. It, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. I, I just wish that they would put it on freaking TV. Yep, I'm with you. On that. Oh. Um, did so? Let's see who was the team. Yeah, so Virginia. I think mm. took one of the larger leaps 
in the top 25 than most teams. They are actually uh, their top five in the collegiate baseball poll, which is pretty cool to see, considering you also have, you know, Louisville and Wake Forest in those rankings. And uh, But Baseball America has Virginia at seven, Wake Forest at four, and uh, Louisville at three. ACC is representing really strong right now. ACC and those three, come on, yep. It seems like they're ready to start challenging. Mm-hmm. So for me – where D1 has got Vanderbilt at number four. Hmm. I, I'd have been perfectly okay had Arkansas been ahead of us, Louisville been ahead of it. I would have been okay with being number six. Uh, sure. Just because we've had struggles this year hitting, hitting the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, we didn't have any trouble this weekend, but that's another mm-hmm. story for another day. Well, it's not for another day because I guarantee you we're going to talk about it. But, but I, I will say this. Kentucky, uh, and we'll we'll get to more on them a little mm-hmm. bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're the team that is uh, being ignored the most this year. Mm-hmm. With you know, they lost a lot of people last year. They mm-hmm. rebuilt through the transfer portal. That's where mm-hmm. everybody came from. I don't think there's maybe ten guys on the team that have been there over two years. That's something, and. What they're do, what they've been able to do so far this year, has been really eye-opening for some. Mm-hmm. And Missouri, the way they're playing this year, I, full disclosure, they were my second team that wasn't going to be in uh, Hoover this year. See, in Missouri, I thought a, that was a series that we had in the bag, and now I'm looking at how they're playing, and I'm like, crap, we're really going to have to bring our A game because. Mm. They they put it on Tennessee, and I. Randy says I'm tuning out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I hear you, but man, that was uh that was the surprise. I did not expect Missouri to sweep them. I did. <laughs> no, you 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 said it. You said it, but I I wasn't brave enough to say it. My lord, I thought for sure Tennessee was going to be firing all cylinders, and they did not. Right. And at least old TV, you know, he, he got himself ejected a game, so it makes it look better. Yes. I, I, I'd like to I'd like to do an over-under bet of how many games he's gonna get ejected from. <laughs> right. Or how many games he's gonna get suspended from. Because it's now it's just laughable. It it, it really yeah. is. It's just laughable. I just wish that he would make getting ejected look cool like Bobby Cox did back in the day. Mm-hmm. That's all I would love to see. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Um, old Campbell is holding strong in the rankings. They're at uh, eh, they're top. They're see they're twenty one in Baseball America. They are okay. Collegiate baseball's rankings don't make any sense. They're not even ranked in that one. But yet, Old Dominion is and. Cal Santa Barbara is actually number 10 in the collegiate baseball poll, but not ranked like really hardly any of the others. Um, that's weird. Um, <laughs> and Grand Canyon making an appearance this week, as well as uh, Florida Gulf Coast. I can't even talk. Florida Gulf Coast. Yep. Florida Gulf Coast has actually had – they have some really good wins already this year. Um, I believe they, they've already beat, what, Florida State and Florida? Yes, mm-hmm. I think. 
I know I know they beat uh, Florida State. I think they beat. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that took Troy out of the ranks of the unbeaten. Sure are. So, how about how about Boston College coming out of nowhere? <laughs> Man, uh, I- coming up to number sixteen after not 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 being in the polls, fourteen and three on the year. Well, that's yeah. They didn't win a single ACC series last year, and now they're four and two in the ACC play after that Tennessee win. Didn't didn't I read somewhere that they only won five ACC games all season last year? Mm-hmm. That's just yeah. where did that it's, come from? It's one of the best turnarounds I've seen in years for sure. Yeah, I'd be I haven't done my research yet, but I'm I'm I'd be interested to see how many people they pulled from the portal and where they came from. Because I'm willing to bet they got some dogs. Um, oh, absolutely. From somewhere. From somewhere, yeah. Because you don't turn that around without getting some some talent in there next year. Yeah. But, yeah, um, just looking at these rankings, though, I mean, with LSU and Arkansas playing, I really wouldn't be surprised if whoever wins that series, they just flip-flopped in the rankings. Yep. Right. I mean, it would make perfect sense to me. Yep. Or, I mean, because really at this point, too, I don't care where we're ranked. I no. Really, I mean, I'm like, mm-hmm. put it, take us out of the top 25. It's fine with me. I just – Yeah. You know. <laughs> the, but, goal, the goal – if you're an SEC school, the goal is 15 wins, you're in the tournament. Yep. Simple as yep. that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 15 conference wins, you're in the tournament. Um, what, done a couple of years ago, Florida got in with 13 wins? Mm-hmm. Sure did. Yep. I think that was based on brand more than it was how good they were, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. But if so you're an S- talking- if you're an SEC school and you get, you get to 13, 14, 15 SEC wins, chances are you're getting in. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, hands Especially down. if you have at least like one good series win mm-hmm. in conference. Yeah. Hard to hold up anyone out. Um I guess from going on from the top 25, we got our um, let's talk some uh, mid-major baseball here. Yeah. Okay. And I ha- I have a special for you. Um, I've mentioned this before. I don't mind throwing out uh, other names and other people that do podcasts. Um, we're all in this to do one thing, and that's to grow the game. Right. Absolutely. Um, there's only one entity that I know of that does this, hmm. but let's throw up Whoa. the 11.7 does what they call the mid-major top 25 power rankings. Okay. I believe they're the only ones that do this. Uh, is there any surprises in here for mid-majors that you see? And this this helps me because I am really coming into this mid mid major stuff. So, you know, there's actually um, there is a team I see that's missing. I think Cal State Northridge I think deserves some more love, and that's the one team I would like to see put in the rankings. They're um, mm-hmm. I want to say they're sitting at like four, 12 and four, 14 and four, and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Playing some really good baseball. They had Cal Santa Barbara this weekend. And I mean, I think that's really the mid major series of the weekend for sure. So does do you think Campbell gets up there uh and really challenges East Carolina going forward for that top spot in the middle? Oh, mid-majors? absolutely. Absolutely. They have to. Yeah. Now, the one the one question I have though on this, 
how is Cal State Fullerton 23, and yet UC Irvine is 15 after Cal State takes two or three from them? That's good question. Great um, question. I guess I it's think, rank or record, I guess. I think part of that's got to be from the record. I mean, if you can pair though their uh, schedules, I mean, Cal State plays one of the hardest schedules in the entire country. Yeah. Um, well, especially since this is power rankings, if they went in and beat him, they should absolutely be ahead of them. Right. It is weird seeing Southern Miss only at number 10 after, you know, they had a lot of preseason hype to them, and then they just kind of mm-hmm. just dwindled off over the last few weeks. I, I, a lot of that preseason hype, I think people forgot that uh, their best pitcher left and went to Florida. That's very true. Very, yeah. very true. I'll go ahead and take that down. <laughs> but uh, I guess, um, let's see. While we're talking, excuse me, mid-majors, um, we'll, go, we'll go ahead and do our special uh, Southeastern Louisiana segment of the week and discuss how they currently now are sitting at 71 hit-by-pitches, taking a huge lead over everybody else by double digits, I believe. And... They're also top uh, 15 in walks. I mean, this team can get on base. And somehow they were left off the mid-major power rankings, even though they took two or three at Auburn a few weeks ago. So I'm like, come on. So that's actually a perfect segue because being hit by all of those pitches, that's going to require some clothing to Mm. uh, cover up all of them bruises. So let's get a word from – clutch apparel and see what they've got to offer in that arena you know what i like i like to be comfortable i also love representing my favorite sports teams and in the clutch i am able to have the best of both worlds in the clutch apparel is your one-stop shop for all things sports they have officially licensed gear from all your favorite teams and players from the nhl mlb nfl and more they have sports classic tees from yesteryear and beyond Check out their full website in the link down below. When you enter the promo code Variety Sports, you get 10% off everything site-wise. Feel comfortable with your sports apparel and go over to their website now at endtheclutch.com. And don't forget to use our code Variety Sports to get 10% off. I like that. That was really good. That was the most pro segue. That was <laughs> That was was a perfect segue. (laughs) That being said, I will not reveal who it is. I've already spoken to Chris about it, and I'll I'll let you know Mm -hmm. on the side. But we actually have an agreement with a very Mm -hmm. big baseball brand to uh, do some advertising with us. And uh, so you think those commercials are good? You just wait. Just wait. Right. I'm ready. I'm ready to put together a good commercial. So that's awesome. Uh, I, I can't reveal that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. But you're giddy about it. <laughs> yes, I am. Because that brand is absolutely huge. It's number one. I mean, yes, realistically. Yeah. So it's awesome. very, very exciting. Um, thank God my dad knows people. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of brands, mm. what brand of sock do you wear? I don't know about you, but mine are pretty dang dirty. Dirty, ah, dirty sock. <laughs> my my socks. Uh, we're working ten hour days now. It's our busy time of year. 
um it gets kind of warm and sweaty mm-hmm. uh nice and stinky i walk in them all day uh can't compare that to baseball sock though mm-hmm. it's true but you know what's weird is uh when i take my shoes off my socks when they smell they're actually they're two different colors one of them's maroon the other is like a red and a blue and i i don't get it i wear I black don't get it. so Respect. i don't so are, you, are, are you saying you wear mismatched socks Oh, absolutely. I grab what we, so in my house, we have a sock bucket because we can never just find the matches. So we just throw them in a bucket and you just grab what you grab. Okay. Yes. That, that makes a whole lot of sense. Cause I do the same thing. However, if I get an actual matching pair, they are black ankle socks and that's it. That's what I wear. Same. Same. So <laughs> if people haven't taken the hint on this yet of where we're going, um, I have a team. I, 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 I think that maroon sock <laughs> hasn't it been lost for like 14 weeks? Mm, pretty much. Does that help any? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. So, okay. Well, I guess I'm going to go ahead and air the graphic right here. Go for it. The state of Mississippi is the recipient of our Dirty Sock Award. That is a very good Dirty Sock Award. Man, that very, very deserving. Considering the state of Mississippi and SEC play is 0-6. That is just ridiculous. And not just Nobody saw that coming. Not just (laughs) 0-6. Mississippi State has lost 14 consecutive SEC ball games. That's just that's yeah. I yeah. need I need to see what was in the fine print when they made the deal with the devil to win the college I series. I was well yeah. I mean because they well, have okay. not been the same program since then. I guess if we got a heat streak with I think we need a cold streak. Because... Right, but what team <laughs> was told they couldn't play because of COVID and had and and then had to pay a ticket to sit in the stands. Uh, even though, State. right so let, let's let's put an asterisk I, I i will always put an asterisk next to mississippi state's bid because nc state should have uh been able to play and actually be able to, to compete because they deserved it after beating arkansas but um, in, in all fairness north carolina state wasn't treated any different than rice volleyball VCU basketball, Notre Dame and Michigan hockey. True. Um, those teams were all sent home because they had outbreaks on their team mm-hmm. during the national tournaments. Yeah. So, you know, I can't say I felt sorry for them because yeah. it it is what it is based on the time. And they didn't get treated any differently than anybody else did. No, my, they didn't. You know? Yeah. Just, I do feel was, I do feel bad for I, I just remember it was laughable because oh yeah I can go and get a ticket and sit in the stands but I can't play on the field. Yeah. So <laughs> I hate it for them because they they had they were so good they were they I mean they were, were a very they good were team. A good team. And yes. I don't, and I'll be honest I don't know that we could have beaten them a second time. We'll never know. Yeah. And it's a shame, so. but it is what it is. It, it is what it is. 
Yeah, so there will always be an asterisk next to Mississippi State for the championship that year. Absolutely. So since since we've awarded the uh, the dirty socks to the state of Mississippi, mm. um, let's go in the other direction. There was a lot of debate this week on yes. uh, who actually deserved the golden broom because there were a lot of high-end uh, sweeps this week. Mm-hmm. Us as an admin team in uh, college baseball smack, we couldn't decide because there were so many. So we did something that I think we should start doing more often. I agree with that, actually. We put it up to a fan vote in the group. We let the people in college baseball smack decide who they they thought was going to win. Mm-hmm. And this week's Golden Broom was not decided by the admin. It was decided by the fans of college baseball. And, Cody, can you reveal what the fans decided? I can. And the winner of the Golden Broom is the Missouri Tigers. Yes. After a beautiful weekend of baseball, they played, I mean, they played to a level that no one expected. And I mean, yes, did I pick them for the sweep? Yes, I did. Did I do that out of strict baseball? No, no. I did that for because of the drama from last year. Coming into this year, I was like, you know what? I want to see it happen. I had this belief in them of they're just like, they're hungry and they want it. And it, it happened to pay off this this on this prediction, and I'll, I will take it. That being said, I personally did not vote for Missouri for the broom, but I do 100% agree with them getting it. And I, I'll be honest, my team was up for the broom because of the way they handled uh, uh, the number three ranked Ole Miss um, Rebels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Full disclosure, I didn't vote for my team. I voted for Missouri because uh, I feel like sweeping number two out of nowhere yep. deserves more credit than sweeping number three as a ranked team. Yep. Absolutely. So, I 100% concur with that. My team was up too, but to be honest, Arkansas should have taken the series from Auburn. Um, so – Big whoop, we swept them. I mean, that's it's hard to sweep in the SEC, but the real deserving, absolutely, hundred percent, is Missouri. Um, tune tune out, Randy. I know we're we're talking about Tennessee, but I, I'm I'm sorry, uh, Missouri put it on them and put them on hard, and it was and, nasty and early. And if you remember, um, I think Randy mentioned it last week that. If you wanted to get Tennessee, you had to get on Dolander Friday night. Yep. Uh, and what we've seen is they – I think they've laid the recipe on how you can be successful against Tennessee. Yes. If you if you get on them, you can't start chirping at them. No. Because nope. they thrive on the chirping. They thrive on the drama. Yep. And Missouri, Absolutely. Missouri didn't do a whole lot of that. Matter of fact, on Saturday, I think I might have seen two or three posts all day long about Missouri beating Tennessee on Friday night. Yep. They 
that was low key as I've ever seen low key beating a number two team in the country. Agreed. And that is probably one of the best well-coached teams that are playing right now in the SEC because of that. Oh, yeah. Um, They're not showy. They're not trying to, uh, you know, go out there and what I call rock Riggio it, where they're prancing all over the field and everything else. They're just there to play baseball. And they played baseball against Tennessee. And their pitching was just, I mean, you, you couldn't ask for better pitching. I mean, they literally held them to a 132 average on the weekend, only allowing 10 hits. That, that, is, I mean, that is insane. Considering what we saw from Tennessee last year and coming up to this weekend this year, I mean, yep. I mean, yes, their offense is not as good as it was last year, but mm-hmm. it's still a very good offense. Mm-hmm. And then hold them to 10 hits in three games, you couldn't you couldn't ask for a better weekend. Yeah, that is, that is – that's just unheard of. I mean, nobody would have absolutely – Nobody saw that coming. So hands down, Golden Broom Award winner, no question. That's what I that's what I chose on the poll. So and we mentioned it last week, uh with Kentucky getting their eleventh straight win last week. Mm-hmm. Um we do have some very hot teams in the country right now. Yep. Uh one of them kind of got ignored because this this alert right here has become somewhat of a jinx mm. that every t- every team we've given it to so far has ended up losing within two games of being given a heat streak award mm-hmm. or not well not an award an alert because that's what it is you we're alerting everybody that hey this team's on hot on, pretty hot right now mm-hmm. uh we've got a couple of those to give out this week uh missouri uh you got me talking missouri Kentucky has won 14 straight mm-hmm. uh, ball games. That's pretty impressive. Again, because the way they've built that team, uh, that's that's quite an undertaking to win 14 straight games to build yeah. a team that way. Right. Uh, another team I've already mentioned the coaching job that uh, Dave Van Horn is doing. Arkansas has a heat Arkansas. streak. <laughs> <laughs> 14 I, straight, I, right? I think it's 14. <laughs> well, they where they they demolished Semo tonight. Okay, yeah, then yeah, they're, so, they're yeah, 14. 12 14. to 2, so it's 14. Yep. yep. So that's pretty crazy. And the one team that uh, didn't get theirs awarded properly was <laughs> LSU. It's still and, not going to be awarded pro- properly. What are you talking it, about? And, and like I said, it's a jinx because hey, once hey. once they hit 14, they went out and got bumped by uh, hey, Texas A&M. If, if I've got to take, if my team has to take the heat streak, your team has to take the heat streak. So LSU <laughs> has a heat streak. Uh, and, and, the, and the curse hit us too. It, it got us. I mean, and you know what's really bad about how we lost is the fact that the pitcher on the mound was Christian Little and all people. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> He just, I mean, it was a, it was a weird weekend for him. Uh, the whole team. I mean, remember, he was buried on a depth chart last year, passed up by numerous freshmen. But he's never been on a deeper pitching staff than he has at LSU, and he's starting for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. is it deeper to be a starter, or is it deeper to be buried on the bench? 
Right. Well, to be fair, to be fair, he only he only started a midweek game, <laughs> so he came in at the end of the game, and so he was the one on the mound when Arkansas took the lead and won the game. So he took the L in the game. He uh so the so the umpire in that <clears throat> game was not calling anything on both sides. It was very fairly uncalled on both sides. Like I'm not saying like they screwed us out of it because they did, but. I mean, I saw my balls that were just right on the edge, perfectly on the edge of the plate, and they just were not calling strikes. And it was it was very strange. I mean, there's a few times where we should have struck out and we didn't. We got three passes. And that was a very weird. Yes, I agree. I remember watching yeah. that, going, "What is this umpire looking at?" Boy. Yeah, and it was a shame. And I mean, Christian came in; he inherited the uh, bases loaded. So I mean, you know, I mean that doesn't help. And then I mean, he gets an out. And then the floodgates open, unfortunately. And mm-hmm. we, we looked like we were about to get the sweep. And I was going to be like, all right, here we go. I can put us up for a golden broom this week. And then, yeah. So, <laughs> but nevertheless, it was a very good weekend for LSU. And I, I really enjoyed what they did on the road and it's ready for this weekend at home. Anytime you can go on the road in SEC and get a, a, a series, you're doing good. Yeah. That being said, sweep is extra. Speaking, yep. South Carolina goes on the road and uh, gets that sweep at uh, Georgia, who had been I didn't expect some that. really good ball. I didn't expect. I didn't. I didn't expect that at all. Mm-hmm. I thought Georgia would squeak out too. And so, and I think I took South Carolina to take the series, but I didn't accept it. I didn't. I didn't think a sweep was going to happen. And then you got uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. They had a they had a nice weekend. They did. Yeah, Florida has has done better this year um, than I mean last year. They were kind of they had good ups and then they had really bad downs. Um, yeah. This year, Florida works pretty steady, pretty consistent. Um, so we'll we'll see. But yeah, they had a good weekend. And speaking of South Carolina, let me mm. double check this. Or did they lose their midweek game? I haven't yes. even checked the scores. Oh my god! I, I thought they were very near a heat streak, and they were at eleven in a row. They were at eleven in a row. Well, if they if they do what Arkansas does, those are not your starting guys for your midweek game. So they're probably trying to get some guys in, get some throws in. But I mean, you got to win your midweek games. You got to find right. a way to put them together and put them. I mean, that's just terrible going into another weekend series. And I'm I'm pretty sure uh, our game, if it hasn't been called, it should. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, because they they were throwing kitty litter in the first inning, trying to dry it up. Was and there a score in that game yet? It was zero yeah, zero. It's zero it zero, is- zero on the bottom of the third is where it was. Yeah, yeah, canceled. They canceled it. That's good. Yeah. They no I reason. Think that's the right it. thing. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. No reason to risk injury if you ain't got to. Oh, exactly. Is there anything else in the SEC that caught your eye this weekend? Actually, yes. And um, so in the SEC. Right now, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
eight different statistical categories where either a player or a team is ranked number one in the NCAA. Mm-hmm. And okay. South Carolina has 56 home runs, lead the country, which is insane. Home runs. Um, I'm, so, LSU, I'm, so, I'm so jealous that South Carolina got Kevin Cassis away from Vanderbilt. <laughs> right? Because he, he would have been our starter at first base, and it would yeah. have opened up a, a little bit more options in the infield. For sure. Um, LSU uh, leads the country with 11.1 runs scored per game. We also lead the country with seven shutouts on the year, which, I mean, with our schedule, why not? You're right. And how many um, run rules? I think you laid say, in run rules too. Like, yeah, I think we have like four, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, South Carolina has a 952 winning percentage. Um, Florida's Jack Caglione has 13 home runs, which is crazy that he pitches too. And he throws like what 96, 97. Yeah, he's he's really good. I mean, that's insane. I can I I really hate that LSU doesn't play Florida because I would love to see him against our bats just mm. I, I like i like high power speed and that's i like to watch um dylan cruz has a 648 on base percentage paul Skeens has 59 strikeouts and paul Skeens is tied for first with five wins in the season jesus <laughs> and i don't think now, Skeens is going to touch a bat this year now now the one that uh, yeah. surprises me going into sec play Vanderbilt was last in runs scored and last in batting average, last in slugging percentage, last in on-base percentage. I mean, our bats just were not there. Right. And I think Cody pulled up an interesting stat that just – it blew me away. Uh, Vanderbilt right now is number one in the SEC after one week of play. Conference games only, number one in batting average. Yep. Where did that come from? Well, I'll tell you where it came from because Ole Miss looked like a high school team pitching the ball. Uh, I mean, it, that was that was terrible pitching. Um, I, I mean, they were just – I don't know what was going on, but, I, I mean, I, it, it, was, it was wild to see the pitches they were throwing to Vandy hitters. <clears throat> So for, so for me, what I what I liked seeing in that series was we base hit him to death. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we used our speed to force them into errors. I think they had something like eight errors on the weekend in three games. Yep. Is mm-hmm. never seen a team throw it around as much as they did, which is surprising because they still have Jacob Gonzalez who is arguably one of the best shortstops in America. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, but here, here's a crazy stat. Vanderbilt is number two in the SEC in stolen bases. You guys had seven. Yep. Who do you think is number one? That I don't know. The Kentucky Wildcats. Well, with 11. Uh, well they got some speedsters then out of the portal. That had to have been the case. Oh, yeah. Mississippi State actually got a very accurate catcher when it comes to throwdown percentage. Mm-hmm. He's really, really good at throwing out base runners. Mm-hmm. So, for Kentucky to do that, 
they they had to have uh, gotten some speed somewhere. And I'm not sure who this is uh, that posted this. Vandy uh, played good pitching in non-conference. Very true. Um, speaking of which, I noticed this earlier. Let's see if I can find the graphic again and pull it up. Hey, Ole Miss had four errors, by the way. Mm-hmm. They look very dis. They look discombobulated. I don't know what was wrong with them, but Vandy just put it on them. So I'm gonna- Kentucky leads the SEC in errors with six, by the way. Wow. Actually, they're t- sorry. They're tied with Tennessee with six. Oof. Six errors for Tennessee. So you know who you know who leads the uh, SEC in fielding average. Mm-hmm. The Vanderbilt Commodores with a perfect mm-hmm. fielding percentage. Mm-hmm. So, to go along with that comment about Vanderbilt faced uh, good pitching in the non-conference, mm-hmm. one of the one of the teams that we took two out of three from is UCLA, and I was about to say, yep, they're number one. UCLA number one in ERA on the season mm-hmm. nationwide. So. That gives you some idea of the type of pitching they faced in the non-conference. Absolutely. So, and and this will be new for uh, George. Uh, mm. We're going to add a new segment. Okay. We're we're going to start it tonight. Okay. We're we're calling this random ruminations. Okay. Okay. And this is, we each get two or three minutes to talk about any topic you want to talk about that's that's near and dear to you. Oh. And since since I kind of brought this up to Cody, I've seen this done on several other podcasts. I'll go ahead and lead it off. Okay. So a big issue for me that I care about is mental health awareness and suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, as an admin of college baseball smack, if you ever have any issues with mental health or you feel suicidal, do not be afraid to reach out to somebody. My, my inbox is always open. I'll be glad to talk to you. If you don't feel comfortable reaching out to another person, um, there's always the suicide prevention hotline which now is a three digit number instead of a 1-800 number that did that number now is 988. If you're ever having problems, don't be afraid to reach out and get some help. Um, there's too much mental health, uh, going unchecked in America today. And, uh, people are, people are always available if you have problems. So, and with that, I'll let you, I'll let one of you guys go. Sure. Um, so a big thing for me is um, honestly, you know, and this, I don't know how people look at it anymore, but for me with um, really just like hunger issues throughout the country. Um, so growing up, I did a lot of mission trips in my church. And um, one of the bigger things we would do is we'd go to the local uh, missions and we would, uh, you know, we cook dinner for the homeless, serve them. We'd also, um, we'd sit, chat with them for a little bit, get to know their story, 
we do some worship after and it was a really good time excuse me and right now the homeless and i call it a pandemic because i mean it's just or epidemic i guess you could say it is the worst now than it's probably probably ever been i mean i guess maybe it's because of the rise of social media but i can't tell you how many times like if i go to like TikTok or something and it's always homeless it's just homeless people homeless people homeless people and you know it breaks my heart to see it because I mean, a lot of these situations, it's it's not just like a person just on the street. I mean, they have a family, they have kids. And, you know, there's so many like local like organizations that you can donate to. And that doesn't necessarily mean money. That can be your time. Um, that can be just simply sharing something on social media because someone might see it and it might speak to their heart. And it's just years ago, I mean, I, I met a man that, he had been homeless for I want to say it was like it's like six or seven years and he used to be like a financial advisor and the man was making six figures a year and then he had a nasty divorce lost everything lost his job lost his family and he had to move to the streets he um he, he turned to drugs he had a very very rough time thankfully he got involved with the local mission and they were able to get him in rehab get him on the right track and when i actually met the man and spoke to him he actually had just been offered a new job through the mission they had set him up with interviews and got him his resume fixed up and everything and you know i have i haven't talked to the guy since but i really want to believe that you know he made it out and you know so i don't know i just i, I really just i think people really need to you know consider the homeless whenever they can because they're just like you and me. They're just, you know, just in a bad situation. Yeah. Um, for me, um, something that's near and dear to me is I feel like there's a lot of people out there that just are struggling to find their purpose. Um, and if you're, if you're listening, I'm, I'm here to tell you, you have a purpose in this, in this world. And it'll go hand in hand with what Chris says. Um, you know, you don't have to take your life into your own hands. You do have a reason to live. You do have a purpose uh, here in, on this earth. Um, if you haven't found it yet, you can, and it, and it will happen. Um, and, uh, you know, any of us are, are here to talk to you if you need to. But I, I would just say... Um, you know, being a Christian man, um, yeah, I'm not going to push anything on anybody, but, um, you know, if, for me, uh, I had to find my purpose. Um, I had to, you know, really reach down and, uh, and, and figure out what I was doing because it wasn't working. Um, and God set me straight. So, um, you know, just understand that there are people out there that care for you. There are people out there that want to help you. And there are people that want to, uh, you know, get you going and, and help you find your purpose because we all have one. So. And, and, and that's a, I feel like uh, with us doing these shows that we're kind of in the public eye, we yep. have, we have an audience mm -hmm. and, you know, I don't think it's out of question for us to to have a topic each week to just to touch on and give our thoughts on every week. And 
like I said, I see a lot of other shows doing that. I I watch videos all the time on YouTube. I see him. I see him talk about it. Uh, I've watched other podcasts do them. So this is something we're going to start doing here. Yeah. You know, just, you know, take five minutes at the end of the show or whatever, but we're not ending the show at this point. No. We, we still got one more topic to go. Unfortunately, we didn't make a banner mm. <laughs> to, to bring up the, this next topic. But let's look ahead to next week in the SEC and give some thoughts on some uh, series real quick. Let's do Absolutely. Let's start with uh, let's start with Texas A&M at Tennessee. Two teams that desperately need a series win. Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have saw that coming? Um, I know, that's right? Wild. Um. Man, that's yeah. That's that's who it's it's going to be. Who wants it more? I think I think Tennessee playing at home, that crowd, that environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tennessee takes that series. But you know, you say that, but I want you to think of this though. In College Station, their fans are just as rowdy mm-hmm. as Tennessee fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so yeah, I can see that where the fans. It, the environment's not going to be a shock to them. Exactly. So, I think it's. I think it's going to be a. I think it's not going to be as bad for them, but I. I think it is going to be a tough series for them. I think that um, the one thing I noticed with A and M was that um, their bats aren't that hot. I mean, mm-hmm. they have a few guys that can you know get some hits, but I mean, it wasn't until Sunday until we really saw A and M actually do something. I mean, they yeah. were they were silent all weekend and. I really think that Tennessee's pitching is just going to be way too much because Tennessee's pitching, their three starters remind me a lot of schemes. Mm-hmm. And not that they're the same, but in terms of like they're a level and they couldn't do anything against schemes. And I don't see how they, they're going to do anything against the trio of Tennessee. And, I, and that's why I think Tennessee takes the series for sure. Uh, I, I do too. And Tennessee's got something that's to prove. Now they have a chip on their shoulder. They got battered, bloodied, beaten, and sent home with their tail between their legs uh, with Missouri. So, yeah, they got something to prove. They're going to come out on all cylinders, and Texas A&M better be ready. But I think they take the series anyway, two to one. So, All right. And our our next series? Let's do – Who who gets your first win, Hmm. Georgia or Auburn? Georgia all day. I actually, I think Georgia sweeps that series. I really do. I have zero faith in Auburn. And I mean, sure, they had a very, I mean, arguably one of the tougher tests in the conference last week with Arkansas. But I I know what Georgia can do. And unfortunately, Georgia just happened to draw the card of playing South Carolina first, who's one of the hotter teams in the country, even after, after tonight. But I mean, I, I think Georgia, I think they just, Pound Auburn. I think it's going to be an embarrassment. It, it'll probably be one of those kind of beatdowns that you won't even hear hardly anything in the news about it. Wow. Yeah, I I I, uh, I tend to agree. I think Auburn, and I don't know if they've done it before, but I think they go in zero and zero and six in SEC play. Um, Georgia looks like the better team. They look. They seem like they're the better team. Um, 
so I, I, I think I think Georgia will take it. That's crazy. That's the only uh, matchup in the SEC where neither team is ranked. Yeah. Just proves SEC baseball is a whole nother level. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it didn't used to be, but now it is. Here we are. We're, we're here. Nearly the entirety of the SEC is ranked. And, and I want to send out an SOS, by the way, uh, for how, because uh, Chris lost his sound. Oh, no. Oh, no. I can hear him clicking. I guess we got to mute you, Chris. I'm sorry. Uh, nod your head if you're still okay. Are <laughs> you being held against your will? <laughs> he, can't, he can't hear us anyway. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think you had to reconnect. Hopefully that worked. I guess so. I'm going to click this thing and see if it Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I, yeah, that, that to me is wild that – the majority of the SEC is ranked um, and will be ranked for some time. I mean, I don't, I don't think that sure. any of them are going to drop out anytime soon. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's pretty, it's, it's a remarkable deal because I mean, when you really, you think about it 20 years ago, 15 years ago, when you, when, when anybody said SEC baseball, the first time you thought it was Vanderbilt. Sure. Um, now you got a bunch of teams that you can think of. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and people think of on a regular basis. So it's, it's a, uh, it's a testament to the sec. And I said it, I said it about basketball. It's the gauntlet. We, we beat the crap out of each other. Um, you know, week in and week out. Um, and then come tournament time, it's like, all right, who's left? Who's Absolutely. left standing? Who's who's healthy? Who's who's uh, you know whatever? So yeah, that's that's a that's a, a very big uh, you know puff up your chest kind of thing for the SEC. So I kind of missed it. I, I lost my sound there for a little bit. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure where you're at. <laughs> we we were talking about how uh, all te- all SEC teams except for two are ranked. That is wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and then, um, well, we can go into this series right here next. This is where I want to send the SOS out for Hal. Uh, well, where's he at? If you think about it, um, Alabama's not in D1, Mississippi State, Georgia, yeah. and Auburn. So you got four that ain't. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's about to. We're about to talk about that one. Um, so let's talk real quick about Vanderbilt, Mississippi State. Chris versus Hal it should be a boxing match, except for Hal's afraid to show his face, and it's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> um, something about Vanderbilt brings out the best in Mississippi State. Mm. I don't know what it is. It, it just always happens. That hmm. game is at Duty Noble. Sure. It's a tough place to play. I, Stark, gonna, Vegas, whatever they want to call it. I'm going to say Mississippi State will at least win one game. 
I think Vanderbilt takes a series, but I think Mississippi State, you know, our bats go dead, whatever, they're mm-hmm. gonna get a win. Uh, I think I think old Vandy's gonna bring the dust band with him. I think it's going they're gonna be six and zero in the conference after this weekend. I'm I'm rolling with that train. I, Vanderbilt's on another level right now. After the confidence boost after this past weekend, I think Vanderbilt's gonna put us there. It's gonna be the state of uh, Vandy after mm-hmm. they're done with Mississippi State. I think. Mm-hmm. Boy, how 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 crazy would it be for Vandy just to sweep the entire state of Mississippi? That'd be wonderful. Uh, oh, I'd I'd love it. <laughs> that that would be nuts to go down in in Starkville and and uh, in Duty Noble and and really hammer them. Um, would be something. I, I think they take the series because uh, Vandy's just playing on all cylinders. But I'm a you, Chris. I think. Um, Something's gonna happen where Mississippi State's gonna be like, "Hey, we we need to do something before we get taken out of here." And um, you know, they'll they'll win one barely. It'll be like a one run win or something. Um, but yeah, I, I think they they Vandy still takes the series. And and that's one of the things about Mississippi State. They still got Kellum Clark. They still got Lane Forsythe. These guys have won a college world series. They mm-hmm. know what it's like to win. Yep. And I I just I feel it in my gut. Mississippi State takes at least one. Mm. I think we do win the series, but something mm-hmm. about Vanderbilt brings out the best in Mississippi State. Mhm. Makes sense. Um a very under the radar series that's going to be huge this weekend is going to be Missouri at South Carolina. Yeah. That, my God, that's two of the hottest teams in the conference playing. And, I mean, winner of that essentially is, you know, in the driver's seat in the East. Yeah. If it's uh, if it's good weather in South Carolina, I think South Carolina takes the series. If it's not, Missouri is – they just played in, in nasty weather against Tennessee. I think they would have the advantage there. So, um uh, I, I'm, I haven't looked up anything, but I think South Carolina will take the series. Being at home, I think Missouri will take one game. Because um, if they come out pitching like they did against Tennessee, they'll at least be able to get one. Um, so Yeah. And one thing, too, I think that might be a difference maker. You know, Tennessee only had 10 hits against Missouri. The three of those were home runs. Yep. And South Carolina is a home run hitting machine. Yep. Yes. And I think that is going to be tough for Missouri to overcome because I really think that South Carolina is going to be a definitely a, a tougher test in terms yep. of their pitching versus their offense. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to call a Missouri sweep in this one, but I am still going to ride with Missouri. I think they'll take two in this one. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to ride with South Carolina. I, just, I think their pitching is a little bit better than Missouri's. Uh, their bats are a little bit better. Overall, I think they're better top to bottom, and I, I'm I just think South Carolina wins a series. I'm going to say two to one. Okay. Let's see, um, another series: Kentucky at Alabama. Um, mm-hmm. That right there. I mean, Alabama, they played hard with Florida. That game one was a fantastic pitcher's duel that Florida mm-hmm. pulled out at the end. And 
you know, they, they got two or three uh, – or they lost two or three. And, I mean, Alabama, a lot of people want to say they have a great uh, – you know, a good a, – a solid team. Yeah. Um, They're older. They're older. Yes. And, I mean, Kentucky right now, I mean – God, they're on the 14 game winning streak. They uh they, did they play tonight? Let me see. Yeah, they played Eastern Kentucky. I believe they actually won the game, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. I, th- I believe they'll be in a 15 game winning streak going into Alabama. And it is on the road. Man, that's a tough series. Um it is a that, tough series, yeah. And as much as I want to roll with Kentucky, I I think Alabama's gonna take the series this weekend. I think mm. I think the veteran leadership is going to do it. Um, hmm. I know the weather's supposed to be. I think we're supposed to see some rain in Alabama, probably Friday, I believe. Yeah. Um, maybe Saturday as well. Um, yeah. But I still think Alabama is going to find a way to win the series, and I don't see a sweep happening from either side. I no. hope I'm wrong personally, because we all know how I feel about the Crimson Tide. But <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm put it this way: I'm the guy that the SEC tournament I go every year. Um, a few years ago, I wore my Roll Tears Roll shirt mm. in purple and gold. And as they got eliminated from the tournament, I went and stood right by the team and posed for a picture with them. So, I mean, yes, I hate Alabama. But I, I, I think that Kentucky's magic is going to come to an end this weekend, unfortunately. And our mm. guy, Randy, off the top rope, still <laughs> sour from Kentucky getting Tennessee with, last year. With the people's elbow <laughs> off the top rope. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, <clears throat> I am going to go against you and say Kentucky's going to take it. Um, I think that uh, Alabama's going to falter, um, even though they're at home. I think Kentucky, um, coming off that sweep, I think they're they're going to come out uh, looking like a good team, and I think they take two to one. So, I'm I'm rolling with Kentucky. I still. I still don't see Alabama playing in Hoover this year. I just, you know, I just don't. <laughs> it's you, get a, suck. you get a you suck. Everybody gets a you suck. <laughs> Randy Jowers, man. Golly. I feel like this is an important thing to right here, the Japan being up 3-1 on the USA in the bottom of the seven. I don't know if you guys have been watching the baseball classic. Man, it is, it's been electric. I absolutely have loved every minute of it. Yeah. I, I haven't. I've been keeping up with it. I haven't been watching it though. Just go look at some highlights online. I mean, the the crowd is insane. Yes, uh, they said uh, the crowd the other night when America hit the home run against Cuba was elite. And I'm like, man, I saw a crowd on Saturday and Sunday twice. Well, Friday was it Friday and Sunday? Yeah, Friday and Sunday. Breakout singing Enter Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, that was awesome. How is the crowd in Miami better than that? I, I, yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. I love the passion that people have for baseball. And, you know, a lot of people yeah. say, oh, baseball is boring. No, it ain't. And these fans are amazing. I'm so no. happy they're showing out. That we, that's, it's no. so needed for the sport as a yeah. whole. And yeah. I love it. I love every second of it. Um, ah, let's see. I agree with what Randy saying there. Um, big series to talk about Florida and Ole Miss. That's a that's a good series right there. Um, Ole Miss bounce back. That's the, that's the that's the key. 
You know, I think they are. I think that they definitely got a big reality check. I think that, you know, Florida is arguably, you know, like just like a bunch of other SEC teams, one of the hotter teams in the country. They have, you know, some very good talent down there because Chris's favorite coach always recruits some uh, some good players down there. Yeah. But, no, nah, I think that, uh, you know, I think Ole Miss bounces back. I don't think they get swept. I no. do think Florida does take two, though, and I don't like to pick that. But yeah, I think I think Ole Miss. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually won the first game of the series and then lost the last two. Mm. That's, a, that's a tall order calling Ole Miss to beat uh, Sproat. That's that's I, why I, I'm doing it. I I just don't see that happen. I I think Sproat might. Sproat is going to be one of the handful of pitchers that's up for pitcher of the year in the SEC. He's a Golden uh, Spike Award. Uh, he, he's legit. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Speaking of uh, Spro, you know, he, he had a complete game or whatever. Um, I look, I, I saw this stat today. I cannot remember the player's name off the top of my head, but he plays for West Virginia, and the kid's already thrown five complete games this year. Good night. That's that's unheard of. And he's got a, he's got a b- below three ERA, by the way. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's just- absurd. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, think, I think every series I'm going to see a comment from Randy that whatever team he's t- <laughs> oh, they suck whatever team it is they suck. I love it man I love it <laughs> golly <laughs> I agree with that though after yeah I you know I've always had a, a bad taste in my mouth with the state of Florida but yeah yeah, uh, yeah. So, that being said, so, though, my dad was friends with a form, one of their former coaches, uh, Andy Lopez. So I'm like, uh, uh, I liked him back then. <laughs> so, and and that brings back bad memories for me, <laughs> for him to say that, because mm-hmm. back in I think it was like 2006 or something. Vander is 2011. Vanderbilt and Old uh, Tennessee were playing in football. And Tennessee won the game in overtime. And they go in the locker room and they break out singing, we don't give a damn about the whole school right. of Vanderbilt. The whole school. Yeah. So I can just hear him singing that. Don't give a damn about the whole state of Florida. You know, <laughs> I hear it. I hear well, it. If, if you hadn't heard, Chris, Randy just announced that Tennessee's back. They beat. They took down the mighty Western Carolinas. Boy, they're, 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 they're firing on all cylinders. You know, I, hey, I give Tennessee their props, though, because their starters did not play tonight. Oh, yeah. So, well, it's good to know they, your depth to win you a midweek game. They, they, they actually did play. Randy, Randy did message us and tell us uh, that after they got the lead, he started using some of his starters uh, in uh, backup roles. Mm, <laughs> that's, we- that's weird, that's pulling weird. in your starters late in the game like that. But hey. yeah, that's That's weird. There's a reason he's a an elite coach, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on the guy. Right? Hey, we we run ruled Semo tonight, so I, I I'm not I'm not worried about it. <laughs> hey, we Speaking got canceled. <laughs> you got canceled. You get to play. <laughs> um, back to what we were talking about. So Ole Miss. Um, well, that's that's a tall order, uh, you know, with 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 Sprout, but. I, I, you get past Sproat. I know Florida's good, but are they? Do they have good enough pitchers 
to keep Ole Miss bats from getting hot, and I don't think they do. Um, uh, I think Sproat is like a, like we we said earlier. I think he's going to be a, a a watch list for Golden Spike Award. Um, the dude is just outstanding. However, <clears throat> you get past him, and you play Saturday and Sunday. Well, who else they got? That's going to be as dominant. And I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, a dominant performance. Um, and I think, I think Ole Miss is going to come out and take the series. I really do. Based like on it. what I saw, based on what I saw from uh, Ole Miss this weekend, the way they throw the ball around the infield, uh, Florida gets a couple guys on base and starts running, playing, okay. playing a little bit of small ball. I have to go with Florida. Okay, so I saw you post about that in the admin group. What were you talking about with their arms exactly? I, I didn't get to watch any of the games on, of theirs. As far as uh, Ole Miss? Yeah. Um, high school level pitching? Yeah. They looked they looked terrible. But you got to remember, they got Mike Biacco as their coach. So you don't think he has absolutely just run them in the ground uh, since the that sweep? Because, I mean, he he's he's not one to take losing lightly. So I, I think the hey, I think hey, to be out. fair, this is the same guy that everybody thought was going to be fired during the postseason last year. True, true. <laughs> every every pitcher he threw on Saturday, it was a straight diet of slider. Mm-hmm. I mean, straight diet. Of, I don't I don't think I saw Ole Miss throw a single fastball all day Saturday. There, it looked like they were scared to. It looked like they were just terrified to throw a fastball. I, I I agree. It was weird. It was just a weird. And they and they weren't landing. Huh. That slider no. was not landing at all. No. So we'll, well see. The big one this weekend: Arkansas at LSU. I don't even want to pick this game. <laughs> My, I am so excited about this series. Oh. Get to see schemes tested again. I want to keep yep. seeing. I just want to see Skeens test. That's all yep. I want. You know, he's tested with AM. He he passed the yep. test. Test number two. Let's see what he can do right here. And I'm I'm very excited to see it. That being said, and I can't remember if I actually told anyone this, but I actually think Arkansas takes two or three from us this weekend. Ooh, no. What are I you serious? Genuinely do. Uh, I and think the only reason I'm saying jinxes. that. I think you're just saying that to Jinxes. Uh. <laughs> Not nah, so. The reason I'm saying that is um, because you saw Randy say it. <laughs> oh no, oh, I, nah. But this is a rare time where we actually fully agree. Um, no, um, so they all right. So our Saturday and Sunday guys, they just they didn't look the part the other day. Um, Ty yeah. Floyd, he was. I mean, and I don't know if it was a weather thing or what it was, but. Ty Floyd just was not himself, and I'm hoping that he bounces back from that because, I mean, he's got some of the best stuff in the conference when he's on his A game. And he just got – he just got – he gave away too many free passes the other day. And then uh, mm-hmm. on Sunday with Thatcher Hurd, I mean, same thing, just too many free passes. And then when they get free passes, they would do something with it. And it's just – and our bullpen wasn't really given to do any favors. I mean, it was it was the worst – Weekend pitching outside of game one, I've seen them have all year, and it was tr- it it was a little startling. But mm-hmm. 
I really think that Arkansas has – I think they have the tools to kind of be our kryptonite this weekend. But we'll see. Man. So, I do think that I, it's going to be a high scoring series, though. I really I do think. Was not yeah. expecting that. I was not expecting that. I was <laughs> expecting to go, man. You know me. I'm going to pick the LSU. Uh, I want to eat crow. I want to eat all the crow I can. I want to be wrong. Well, By the way, crow with a little bit of barbecue sauce. Uh, it, it it's really tasty. I, I I'm telling you that. I've ate ate a lot of it in the last yeah. month. So <laughs> here here's but, okay. Here's what I'm going to say about this this series because Randy just posted the test the pitching will be tested a- absolutely. Um, it, it it depends on if LSU is going to fire on all cylinders with the bats. If Arkansas comes out and pitches good, I think I think you're right. I think it's going to be a low scoring series. I don't see anybody running away with anything. Um, but two guys that I'm going to be watching very carefully. Um, and I, I don't know how LSU is going to handle is Jared Wagner and Kendall Diggs. It seems like every single time you pitch to those dudes, they find some way to dig something out of it. Um, Diggs right now, crap, I just went the wrong way. Um, Diggs right now is sitting on, um, I just had it pulled up. I was going to show this where to go. Come here. Uh, Kendall Diggs <clears throat> right now has he has 24 RBIs and Jared Wegner has 33. Now they're not hitting home runs, but they're hitting doubles, they're hitting uh, you know, some solid, really solid hits, uh, some base hits. Those two guys get on fire, I don't care who's pitching to them. Um, it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a battle, man. It is. Um, <sighs> all right. I, I, I'm going to do this. Um, you took Arkansas. I will take LSU. They win the series. We win one. Um, I, I, I think you guys take, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know which one we take, but we take one. Um, you guys take the series in Baton Rouge and, We'll see. I hope I'm wrong. I'm the same way. I hope I eat crow. One of us is eating crow, and that's okay with me, but I hope it's me. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the big thing, so, too, is, I mean, how do you combat, um, you know, getting Dylan Cruz, Tommy White, Trey Morgan, and Gavin Dugas? Yeah, I don't know. In a row. That's I, that's not an easy task for anyone to handle, and that, that is no. – that is what leads me to stay confident in LSU, but man, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be a crazy series. So it depends. It, you got Hagen Smith, Hunter Holland, and Will McIntyre. I think is probably going to be the starters um, for each each day, and because those are the best three pitchers we got. Um, but it depends on bullpen. If you guys come out and swing bats on our starters, I don't know if we have the bullpen to to keep up, and that's that's what scares me. So, so I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say Arkansas takes the series two to one. Yeah, I think I don't think there's any way Arkansas is going to beat Skeens on Friday night. Mm-hmm. That said, if it's one thing I've noticed about LSU, they have they've given up some runs on the weekends 
on Saturday and Sunday. I think that might be their Achilles heel is giving up some runs on the weekend. Yeah. We've, we've also seen Christian Little already in SEC play struggle and have a blown save. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you I've seen it for two years at Vanderbilt. He struggles against SEC hitters. So I have to say I see Arkansas taking the series just based on LSU giving up runs on the weekend. There you go. I hope you're right. That's I have a very I have a very stressful weekend because not only do I have baseball, I have basketball. Um, and if we can pull something out on Thursday, then I have to be stressed over the weekend too. So, so who do you guys got Thursday? Uh, UConn. And, and apparently, uh, Arkansas basketball is not just playing UConn in basketball. Apparently, mm-hmm. UConn has taken the notion that. Arkansas is their mortal enemy and everything. They've taken to calling out their baseball team. They're calling out their football team. It's everywhere on Twitter. Everything you see is uh, UConn calling out Arkansas. I don't know if they're trying to fuel themselves with hate, but it's kind of a stupid pull play to me. I think think Arkansas would welcome uh, some games in the other sports for sure. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Especially track and field. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody – Somebody posted in there that uh, Arkansas baseball is afraid to play UConn. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, we're not. No. I mean, UConn's a solid program, but I don't think no. Arkansas is afraid to play him. Van Horn certainly isn't afraid to play him. He don't care who's in front of him. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, it's been a good show this week. Um, got a lot of good games this weekend, and, man. We'll see. So, I guess I got to ask, you guys got any big plans this weekend? Mm-hmm. Uh, getting ready for, if you want to call it big plans, getting ready to have my third kid on the 28th. Sure. Nice. Yeah, um, we uh, we have kiddo number three coming at the end of May, early June. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's big. Having a boy or a girl? Girl, it'd be my third girl, so I have to be stock on ammunition like a madman. Absolutely, three girls living <laughs> in the south. So, one thing I'm gonna keep an eye on this weekend mm. we have a team in the Big Ten that last Sunday got their very first win on, of the season. But then they lost Monday, and it made me so mad. They beat Butler 5-1. to one. This weekend, they got UT Arlington for Ooh. two, and then Houston. UT Arlington is sitting at 8-12. Okay. Northwestern is at 1-13. Hmm. So I think I'm going to take Northwestern. I, I kind of want to keep my eyeball on that to see if Northwestern can uh, scratch out a win or two. Uh, U.S. Japan. just took the lead on Japan. Really? Wow. Yeah, it says uh, Swerbs homers for America 3-2 uh, Japan's. Oh, never mind. Not the lead. 3-2 Japan so far. So oh, they okay. took they homered, so we're getting closer. Hey, we'll take it. There yeah. we go. So, uh, so, Chris, what do you think about Vandy and UAB tomorrow night? 
Um, it's at Memorial Gym. After what I saw on Saturday, if it, man, I, I have to ride. I have to ride the wave. We're going to Las Vegas, baby. I, I'm. I, it's going to be a blowout. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be closer than you expect. It it may be, but I'm expecting it to be 20 points or more. I don't know. I, I have faith in UAB. They, um, you know, they they took out FAU once mm-hmm. this year, and then conference championship and do so hot. But uh, their guard Eric Gaines, he uh, he's with uh, LSU last year, and kid is a stud. He really is, and he's uh he's our minutes leader at UAB, and he um he's got a good three point uh, shot. And I mean, honestly, though, who am I to doubt Stackhouse? That that man, he is doing one hell of a job with that team right now. Uh, has yep. he played against a, a guard with the speed of Ezra Magnon? That can play defense the way he does. Depends. Did did he play at Vandy last season or is he a freshman? Uh he's a transfer. Oh, oh, okay. Where'd he come from? I don't even know, but I <laughs> I want to say St. Louis. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, he he was a star he was a starter in the SEC last year. I mean, he played against some really good guards, but we're gonna find out we'll find out tomorrow night, which I'm definitely tuning in. I mean, since they are the local team and all. But I, I have to ride the wave after, after the miracle I saw on Saturday. I, I can't go against that because Memorial, awesome. Memorial Magic is for real. And if you've never seen it, uh, go back and watch the last two minutes of that Michigan Vanderbilt game, and you'll understand what Memorial Magic is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with them being in a whiteout, that's going to be pretty cool to see. Oh. Mm-hmm. If, if we weren't on 10 hours this week, I'd be going. I was about to ask that, yeah. <laughs> Man. So, Chris, are you planning on going to any more uh, baseball games anytime soon? Oh, most definitely. And, you know, when I go to these baseball games, there's only one place that I enjoy sitting. And, you know, Vanderbilt's known for two different fans. One of mm-hmm. them is one of them is kind of loud and obnoxious. The other one's more laid back and subdued with what he does. Mm-hmm. But when I go to the game, I, I I sit with this guy named Preacher Franklin. Um, if you get to watch any Vanderbilt games this year, you'll see him. He'll be holding up that bobblehead, that uh, poster head of Goose. And you'll probably hear him making some noise because I don't know why the SEC does it, but they always put the mic on the wall directly in front of him. And it amplifies what he does. I, I'm, I'm surprised they don't put the mic right next to the whistler, but sure. Uh, <laughs> God. Remember, there's two whistlers. Preacher's less subdued. That was Preacher and his whistle there. <laughs> so if Vanderbilt pulls out a sweep this weekend, that clip is going to be played quite a bit on next week's show. Of course it is. <laughs> that is, I literally, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I have to mute the TV when, when, when Vandy is playing anybody uh, during the sec tournament god almighty i was so annoyed i was like oh, 
muted. I'm like, oh. Well, see, I love it. I love it when LSU and Vandy play because you know LSU has our super fan Chris who is yelling "Go" and you know, and he's starting all the uh, crowd chants. Yeah. When there's the whistling and him going, it it is so magic. It, it is so yeah. nice to see. Yeah, it is. I mean, it hurts and, your ears, but man. <laughs> yeah. And and what gets me is everybody hates the Vanderbilt whistlers, but. They never mention Arkansas has a whistler. Auburn has a whistler. Wait, are you t- wait, wait a minute. The whistler. Arkansas has the Rick Ar- Flair. That's that's our thing. Arkansas <laughs> also has a whistler. Well, yeah, but he's not near as prominent as the Vandy whistler. Y'all whistle I, the whole daggum game. Our whistler I mean, may do it every once in a while. <laughs> but every every team has one. Oh, yeah. I watch. I watched Notre Dame and Tennessee last. Somebody in that crowd was whistling. I don't know who it was, but somebody in that crowd whistled many yeah. times. <laughs> I, I think. I think it's the repetitiveness that's the most iconic thing. Because because y'all's thing has always been the the, clap, clap, the three clap. whistles, clap clap clap. That's that's the Vandy thing, and no other team has that. And and that's preacher. That's uh that's Jeff that does that one. Mm. Uh, he's the one that gets the whole crowd going mm-hmm. preachers over on the dugout side, not in the middle of right behind home plate. Yeah. Preachers over on the dugout and more subdued. He picks and chooses his spots. And Jeff, sometimes I'm not going to lie. Sometimes he just doesn't know when to shut up. <laughs> that being said this year at the SEC tournament, I'm going to go out of my way to meet preacher. I feel like it is it's due time. Yes. Yeah. I mean he's he's always he's always a super nice guy. I have and his whistling does not bother me at all. Um so and he's always when he when he participates in the group, I mean he just seems like a very humble, nice guy. And I mean, any friend of Chris is a friend of mine, so <laughs> and I've actually got an article I uh, I'll have to send it to you, George, that I wrote with him. I did a little interview and uh uh wrote an article about him yeah i'll I'll shoot that over to you so you can see there's a lot more to preacher franklin than just the whistling hey i i'm not hating on the guy i i think i think it's i think it's iconic for baseball is is it annoying yes but is it is it something that would make the sport worse if it wasn't there absolutely i mean that's that's (laughs) just that's the way i see it so and and there was some, some debate going on twitter or uh, yesterday and Sunday, late Sunday night and yesterday, about who was the worst fan base. And you had some Arkansas guys jumping in there saying, oh, we had ESPN uh, uh, having to retract stories that they quoted our fans on. Yeah. And, and then Tennessee jumped in there and said, well, we had a coach that we blocked him from being hired and we've got the ultimate troll in the business and Richard West. And uh, I kind of had to throw mine in there and say, hey, we've got two guys in our fan base that unite every fan base in America against us. True, <laughs> I true. don't think anybody else <laughs> could do that. I mean, how many how many times are you going to see uh, anything college baseball featured through Barstool Sports? Mm. The call out. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. And that was funny because. 
preacher wasn't even whistling. I know. He, was the, <laughs> he, he went to the wrong person. There. Yeah. <laughs> That's that was the funny the, part about that. Yeah. I had a good laugh when, I saw, when that clip came and, out. And what really got it going was when they were in Omaha and they set them together hmm. and they were side by side and they had the crowd mics, I mean, directly above them. And then you had Kendall Rogers and Aaron Fit just go on and on about how horrible it was. And the same night that they were, they had been going off about how horrible it was. The same night they were with Preacher in a bar in Omaha, <laughs> <laughs> drinking and cutting it up. That's, That's awesome, man. Well, guys, but, it's getting late. Yep. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one one last thing out here. Uh, kind of my show ender every week. Okay. Uh, I don't mind mentioning other shows, podcasts, other entities that cover the sport of college baseball. Uh, you'll hear me mention 11.7. You'll hear me talk about uh, D1 baseball. You'll yeah. hear me talk about uh, – college baseball newspaper uh there's a new one college baseball report um and we're all in this for one thing and that's to grow the game mm -hmm. i hold no hard feelings toward anybody else i will promote any entity that covers college baseball uh you see us throwing randy's comments up here quite often randy uh, himself has a podcast called in off the bench. Mm -hmm. I certainly don't mind talking about that because him and his, uh, co-host Jim actually interview players and coaches and athletes throughout the Southeast. Uh, if you've never watched them, give them a watch. Uh, and I'm going to throw it back to you, Cody, for what you do. Sure. Well, it's been a great week. Um, and to piggyback off Chris on the and off the bench, seriously, guys, go give them a listen. It, it's it's truly worth your time. They are, I mean, let's just be real. They're the best of the best in the game. There's, they're better than any of the big uh, entities in college baseball's podcast. What they do is great for actually for college athletics in general because they don't do just college baseball. They do all sports, and I really love to see what they're doing. It's truly a pleasure to listen to and it definitely helps my work week go by good yeah. um and yeah i'm always going to promote them because at the end of the day they are they are who they are and they're awesome and we are yeah. going to grow the game as that's just how it's going to be well um good yeah i was just going to say contrary to popular belief i don't like a whole lot of sports podcasts sure. but i i will say uh in off the bench was very uh enjoyable and I think they do a very good job at uh, at keeping it, um, you know, really entertaining and and, and enjoyable to listen to. So, um, absolutely, yeah. Randy, Randy does a phenomenal job. So, very good question. This will be our last question of the night. Mm -hmm. So you can find them on um, all your major streaming uh, platforms. Um, I personally listen to them on Spotify. You can just find them at and off the bench. Um, I, I believe they do a live YouTube or they have a YouTube channel as well. Yep. They do have a YouTube and channel. So yeah, pretty much anywhere that you listen to your podcast, you can find them. And yeah. 
they also they also have a group on Facebook for their group or for their show and you can join it and Jim's always posting um, you know like updates and all that and it's very very good stuff so yes definitely give them a, a shot and you will not regret it whatsoever so on that note guys we definitely appreciate and and ladies if you're listening uh, we appreciate everybody that's uh, tuned in tonight we appreciate all the comments questions um, look forward to a great week two in SEC play and honestly after last weekend it's gonna be hard to top but I have a feeling that it's gonna be just as good if not better so that right. being said thanks for listening and we'll see you again next Tuesday. Mm-hmm.